so do you know did, do you know who he is then or not or do you need me to tell you because sh shut up little kid <laughs> just, <laughs> be, be quiet little kid please I, I can't tell what you I don't know what you want from me <laughs> What's good, everybody, and welcome to Body Bag Podcast, a very special Body Bag Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Thomas, and with me, as always, Broke Writer Dave. How's everyone doing today? This is another special episode. I mean, I'd like to think that all of our episodes are special, but this one is a special request. Yeah, uh, it's our usual, our usual weekly review. I'd say it's more of a uh, versus putting two films against each other. This one comes as per request by the Horror Demon on Instagram. We heard your pleas, Horror Demon. And we were going to do the two 1980 slasher movies, The Burning and Madman. I hadn't seen either of these two. And both of them are prime examples of classic 80s slasher. Very, very similar, yet very, very different. Yes. Like, I think I heard of The Burning, never heard of The Madman, so... I've heard it, yeah, I'm in the same yeah. way. I've heard of The Burning, but I, I, and I've heard of Cropsy. But I never heard of Madman Mars. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to do two little mini reviews, one on each. And then at the end, we'll compare and contrast. And then we'll give a rating and say which one our favorite one was. Let's go ahead and get started. You want to start with... Madman? Uh, yeah, Madman. You want to start with Madman since neither yeah. of us had heard of it? Okay, uh, so Madman starts at a campfire. They're kind of singing like a song about Madman March, which goes into the story. Which basically his legend is if you say his name above a whisper in the forest that he'll come and get you. Kind of like Discount Candyman. Basically, but you only got to say his name once. And of course, some teenage kid, whatever, is going to yell at his name. So, and then they uh, start heading back towards, like, their camp base, except for one kid who gets distracted by something in the trees. Leads him to what is actually Madman March's house. So he's in there, and while that's happening... Madman March starts going through, slaughtering all the counselors and everything. And that's about all the plot you really need. Yeah, basically. And then it just turns into your regular slasher. I mean, yeah. so you have your urban legend and then some teens going. I'll say this without talking about the burning right now. What I thought was pretty cool is both of these movies focus on two different parts of a summer camp. In this one, it's the camp counselors, while in the burning, it's the kids. Yeah, well, I like that this one wasn't even like a summer camp. Like they were out camping. Like they were just out. Yeah, it was like close to Thanksgiving. They're like, yeah, we're heading off for Thanksgiving break. I'm like, why are they camping when it's cold out? Right off the bat, th this movie, the acting in this movie was super cheesy. Not good at all. I, I mean, I loved it. I was laughing more than anything because I love yeah. some good. I love me some good cheese. But it starts off. The teenagers are are the counsel are they counselors or are they just a bunch of Wait, are they counselors? Because they were talking about kids. So they those were the counselors that we were sticking with because we rarely see the kids except for in the beginning and the end. Yeah, it was the counselors, which I think they were meant to be like older teenagers, but they looked like they were 30. Yeah, very reminiscent yeah. of probably the first Friday the 13th and that the center of attention is on these counselors. And like it starts out, I forget what the main guy, was it TP or Richie or somebody at the very beginning was singing TP. about... Yeah, I was like, TP, yeah. And everybody was like, and 
everybody talks very thespian like everybody talks like they're in shakespeare sometimes they'll just go into random monologues and soliloquies and everybody is just enraptured with what they're saying and i'm just sitting there like boo you corny who are you talking like that what are you talking like that for oh yeah the dialogue in this movie is something else but how awkward did you find that hot tub scene they had in this movie oh my god that i wrote a whole paragraph on that i was was just like that is so awkward to me like why are they acting like that i've never felt like more of a third wheel i felt like a third wheel on a couple that's having a date and i was just a tag along i was like should i should i there's a scene where these two who have the hots for each other are in the hot tub and they're just circling around each other eye boning each other and you just feel for, awkward for, watching it for an like, uncomfortably long time. And by that, I mean, a like cheesy two or three rom- minutes. Yeah. A cheesy romantic song had enough time to start and end. And whoever was in charge of these shots must have been horny as hell because there were like close ups of every single article of clothing that got taken. Yeah. At one point, they do a zoom in on. I think that was TP was his name. Yeah, what's T- a terrible name, by the way? I like, just can kept, we talk about that for a second? I couldn't <laughs> like, you could take do him TK, seriously. TJ, but why TP? Like, come on now. I, I was like, I couldn't take him seriously. You can't have a name like TP, a name that's synonymous with wiping asses, and have me take you seriously. But they had a shot of his crotchal region where he's like unbuckling is so close up that you could pretty much count the individual hairs on his happy trail i mean it was that close up and close up of his ass and then a close up of her taking off her necklace and shirt and i'm like whoever is shooting this is uncomfortably horny like I, i'm right. i'm feeling a little uncomfortable here right that was just about like should i leave and just come back and when they're not making out or boning each other they're talking about it these these counselors can't help themselves they you leave them alone for five minutes i understand why jason's mother was so angry but getting back to actual madman mars (laughs) his 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 origin story is that he used to be a drunk wife beater who did the town like get together and kill him I guess he uh, killed his family, went and, to the bar with the bloody axe. Oh, yeah, went to the bar. And started drinking, and then the town killed him. And now he roams the land, killing people yeah. with an axe. And I think it's funny that they called him a drunk because he certainly sounded like it. Every time he would make a noise, he sounded like... <laughs> I was like, is this oh, is this Madman or is this Bigfoot? Why does he sound like that? Right? Like, they made him look like an animal, too. Like, he had paws. Like, his hands look, kind of looked like claws. Which I thought was pretty interesting. That At the very cool. beginning, yeah. there is this old man, Max, who actually tells us the story of, of Madman Mars. And this was the first time I'm glad that I was wrong because I was like, man, this guy is so cool and so nice. He's definitely dying. But he actually survives. I was looking up some trivia on this. Um, Haley, author Haley Newland, if you're listening, I know you're out there listening. Vincent Price was originally asked to be max in this really yeah i looked up a a little trivia thing when i was on amazon uh, watching this and it said originally they approached vincent price and it makes sense because a lot of this dialogue sounds like something that vincent price would monologue in one of his movies there was one scene where a guy is like laying by the fire and he's like i love laying and listen to the fire devour the wood there's so much beauty and destruction i'm like get the hell out of here who are you, who are you trying to impress talking like that and, yeah if it was vincent price would be different yes like, if it was vincent, a line written in the script just for vincent price but you coming out of your mouth it just sound you just sound pretentious yeah 
I also have to take back something that I texted you last night because I texted you. I said, man, this little girl's only said two sentences and I'm already annoyed with her. That's all she said. That's all she said. Because <laughs> I thought that uh, this was all going to be about the kids, but it's about this. I'm not helping my case when I of, of me like in, in my vendetta against kids, apparently. <laughs> right. But I was upset because you had Max who said he spent like 10 minutes telling the story of madman mars his origin story his whatever and then at the very end the little girl was like mommy what's madman mars i'm like kid the kid, the <laughs> dude just spent 10 minutes telling you the story what do you mean who's madman he just told you the story and then she said oh i oh i heard i had to keep my eyes closed through the entire story well so do you know do, do you know who he is then or not or do you need me to tell you because sh- shut up little kid <laughs> just <laughs> Be, be quiet, little kid, please. I, I can't tell what you... I don't know what you want from me. I know. When I was watching the movie, as soon as I saw that scene, I was like, oh, Chris is going to hate that. But, uh, well, uh, well, we'll circle back around to that statement when we review The Burning. So, okay. Madman Mars basically chops his way through person after person after person until we're eventually left with... Betsy. I kept calling her discount Gwyneth Paltrow. Because she kind of looked like Gwyneth Paltrow a little bit to me. But yes, her yeah, name is Betsy. But not good at acting. Now, everybody, the, the, again, super cheesy acting. Uh, sometimes I love it, but in, there, there's one actress. I think she was Betsy's friend. She's just constantly kind of smiling and looking out into the distance. Even when she got yeah, killed. Like, I was like, what is wrong with this person? Even when she was getting killed with an act, she was kind of like smiling, looking, but not like smiling creepily, but smiling like, do you not know that you just got stabbed? You're not. Why, why are you looking like that for? Yeah. Now, if you want to go ahead and touch on this bit, uh, because you mentioned that you felt a certain kind of way about the music that they used for this. Especially like the girl you're talking about, like when she was getting chased in like the camp, like the music they used for it was like so bad like it distracted me from watching what was actually happening i was like this is terrible now i liked it in the intro credits like the synth electronic piano synth kind of music that you hear a lot of in slasher movies i thought that was a good novelty at the very beginning i was even kind of bobbing my head a little bit to it but then it started getting overused every single time he was attacking yeah and then every time he swung his axe it was like a weird sound i was like what is that but you know that synth I'm talking about? Even in yeah. quiet moments, it would have that music playing, which I was like, you know, you don't really need that. It's you don't cool need music at the very right beginning. Now. Like, like, yeah, they play it in like quiet moments of the forest. Like, you're in a forest, you don't need that. You know, use the natural noises of the forest right now. Like, if you just had some nice, quiet, ambient sound and then put in that synth, then <laughs> I think it would have worked a lot better. Yeah, they just kind of had something they thought sounded good and just kind of used it over and over again. I'm not going to lie, Betsy's death scene at the end Mm -hmm. was super annoying. Because girl got, like, impaled through a hook. Mm -hmm. And she was just kind of chilling there, like, calmly grabbing a knife. That's actually when I started noticing the bad ADR in this. Because she got stabbed, and then when he's dragging her to to the basement, you see her face... But you see, you hear the audio of her going, ah, ah, ooh, ah, ah, yeah. even though her mouth is kind of closed. I mean, it was yeah. 1980, but that ADR was horrible. Yeah, uh, then when she's getting too pale, she's not making any noise, not even acting like it hurts. She's just calmly grabbing her knife. Mm-hmm. 
and then stabs him with it. Like, so getting impaled on a hook through a chest. His just a flesh wound. Yeah, but when he slashed your face, they made a bunch of noise. I will say what I did like about this, though, is, you know, I'm pretty sure that it was just a product of, well, actually, at the very beginning, did you ever grow up watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. I don't really remember it too much, but. I loved that show growing up, and it reminded me, I was like, you know what, this is probably what the Midnight Society would have looked like if they kept going on into adulthood. They're all gathered around a campfire. I, I like the setting of a nice campfire story. You couldn't really do that nowadays in movies because it's kind of cheesy. But I, I guarantee you that if they were to remake this and try to do a campfire thing with a bunch of teenagers, the director would have the teenagers throwing in the word like fuck every other sentence, I'm sure. See, I think if you did this, you would need a bunch of people in like late 20s and 30s around a campfire. Because I feel like if I age, this is something we still do. We'll still have bonfires and we'll just sit there and, you know, bullshit around. Mm-hmm. But I like a nice, yeah. It, I like a nice campfire, campfire ghost story. I don't, I don't think that you really see that anymore nowadays, but, and campfire stories are kind of, you know, whatever nowadays, but I like them. I thought it was a cool little setting. So I enjoyed that little bit of it. But yeah. this is definitely, you know, your typical 80s slasher. You got your gore, you got your, Horny teenagers, they're all boozing it up or having sex, and then you have a urban legend on the loose going around with an axe, which sometimes you just don't really need a, a complicated origin story. It's just an urban legend, and he's just a killer on the loose. Yeah, works. I mean... That's why they're so popular in the 80s, because it's just like, you yeah. know what? We're here. We, every, we've seen this set up multiple times, but, you know, I'm here to just have a little bit of fun, watch some teens get axed off and just have a fun time. Exactly. I won't give my rating for this one until after we do the burning, but Same, I thought yeah. I thought it was interesting. It took me forever to get through both of these movies. I started at 11 o'clock last night and I finished about an hour ago, which was it's now three o'clock in the afternoon. Because with these movies, I stop it every two minutes and then jot down like a bunch of notes, which is why I got like four pages right here. But it was cool watching these alone in the dark at night, just with my headphones on, just with the dim lit of the laptop, just the only light. I mean, they're fun movies to watch. So let's move on to The Burning. So, The Burning, much like Madman, takes place at a summer camp. Except for, in this one, Cropsy, he's an urban legend, but we see his origin story. He was the victim of a prank that went wrong when a bunch of kids from a summer camp... was Now, was he a counselor? Or was he just another... Uh, he was a caretaker. He was a caretaker. Yeah. And he he was kind of... He wasn't the best looking guy and everybody called him like a free. They said they could they couldn't stand him and stuff like that. Kind of so like they, he was a prick. So, yeah. So they a bunch of kids decided, all right, we're going to try to scare him. I don't know where they found a skull lying around, which they kind of gloss over that because they scare him with a skull. What was that skull? And where did these kids find a skull? Yeah, and they filled it with, like, worms and stuff. They filled it with worms and everything and put some candles inside it and snuck it into his bedroom he wakes up, freaks out, sees it, knocks it onto his bed by accident, and then it catches fire. And then he 
burns up. He's burned like they Freddy Krueger him, and he yeah. basically has like 90% of his body all burnt away. He goes to the hospital. Years pass. He gets released from the hospital, and then he goes on a murderous rampage. He goes back to the same camp, or at least I think it's the same camp. You know what? It wasn't even like the camp that he was killing them at. He waited until they went on their like little the canoe trip. trip. Yeah, that was like miles away from the camp. But it might have been from the same camp. But they just I definitely think it was the same camp just because of what was revealed at the end. So he basically goes and he just starts offing a bunch of teens as well as the counselors indiscriminately. And that's the plot for that. Except for in this one, we actually see the origin story and we understand why he's doing what he's doing, kind of. So right off the bat, I'm going into this one with a little bit more of a bias because this one has George Costanza in it. Right. Like, and you could tell, like, even though it's before Seinfeld's days, like you could already tell that he was like the best actor of the He was the best actor. He was the most charismatic actor in this entire thing. And he had hair. He was great in it. Yeah, he had hair. He was really good in this movie. Before we get into the actual camp part, <laughs> I made this same. Well, I kind of touched on this a little bit with our Candyman review. What is it about hospitals hiring orderlies with terrible bedside manner? At the very beginning, when, oh my God, yes. when Cropsy is sitting there burnt up in the burn ward, you had this one orderly talking to another one saying oh man you gotta see this guy he is burnt if you look at this guy you will never want to work here again this guy is so burnt big mac that's what he said he says big mac and this i was like dude the guy is sitting like five feet away from he can hear you what do you maybe doing? he thought he was in a coma the dude was five minutes away from setting up a circus tent and charging five dollars for people to come and see him. Basically, like, yeah. Like, come on, come one, come all. Come check out this freak who got burned over 90% of his body. Then maybe we'll go and check out and ogle the cancer ward. Like, <laughs> this dude had horrible <laughs> bedside manner. But it was hilarious, though. Like, I was laughing during it. I did get a giggle out of that because I was like, no, like, dude, you are so fired. So, the actually, the very first victim of Cropsey's revenge wasn't even one of the counselors or kids. It was a random prostitute. Yeah, because she saw she's like, just go, leave me alone. And then he choked her, yeah. Now, I don't know if he was intentionally going to kill a prostitute or if he was just trying to you know, get one pre-murder spree nut before he was going to go on his rampage and then she just sees him and then just goes off. You know what he kind of looked like? He kind of looked like the nemesis from Resident Evil. Yeah, I got, yeah, now that you say that. Like, that's how, that's what his face kind of looked like. <laughs> Actually, you know what he was like? He's like Dark Man if Dark Man didn't have any special abilities, but he was still pissed off. <laughs> yeah. So then we make our way to the camp. Now, if you thought that Madman was a horny movie, this movie is very horny. Before, like over the top. Before we even get to, like, any of the killing, there's slow-mo shots of, oh, girls playing softball, like, running with no bra on, but, you you know, slow-mo shots so you can see her breasts bouncing. We see a close-up of a girl's ass and another guy off to the side whispering to Jason Alexander, duh, look at that ass. You see that ass? I want that ass. This was written by Harvey Weinstein, by the way. Makes sense. <laughs> if that, Human if, piece of shit. If that uh, if that kind of dialogue doesn't isn't a dead giveaway, but I gotta say, but because there was also another shot where the teenage the girl is showering. It's a close up of her head, and she's showering, 
and then just an intentional zoom out just enough so we can see her breasts. I was like, you know, yeah. I was a teen, you know, I'm a guy. I like titties as much as the next guy, but that just seemed like, yeah, it just seemed very deliberate. Like the yeah. camera operator or the cinematographer was like winking at the dudes like, I got you boys. I know what you're here <laughs> for. <laughs> yeah. It was just framed in such a way that it slow zoomed out just enough so we could see the breasts. And then it was like, all right, now I'm just going to linger on here for a little bit. And now we can proceed. Yeah. With the weird kid watching her in the shower. The weird kid watching... They tried to make that kid sympathetic, but I'm like, no, this dude is creeping on girls in the shower. Dude, it was so weird the entire movie, too. The camp counselor was defending that kid the entire time. Like, hey, look, I'll talk to him. Look, he, that kid's been getting picked on, and I'll talk to him, you know, make sure I'll set him straight. I'm like, well, yeah, he's getting picked on. He's sitting there creeping on chicks in the shower. Right. Which then he runs into the boyfriend of the girl who was in the shower the obvious bully of this yeah oh my god just and the way he talked was ridiculous i laughed every time this book because he was yeah. so stereotypical like he was like one line away from it going hey nerd he basically did that but, hey nerd what you doing yeah. looking at my girlfriend <sighs> but weirdly he was the most tame like this is a universe where dudes set other guys on fire the only thing that this bully ever did was just threaten the dude say yo if you ever look at my girl like that again i'm gonna you know beat the crap out of you I'm like, yeah, all right, push this... him in the water. Okay. I was like, all right, this, this, you know, for a bully, this guy's actually pretty reasonable. Right. <laughs> I'd be kind of upset too if somebody snuck in and looked at my girlfriend while she was showering. Exactly. But him being the bully also made me love the fact that Jason Alexander, God bless this man. Jason Alexander is this charismatic guy. He's friends with kind of like the other regular dudes, but he doesn't take shit from the bully. Yeah. He he sits there and talks to the bully like he was just some other guy. He's like, "Yo, man, do you, are you gonna?" He went. He's the. He's basically like Red from Shawshank Redemption. He goes and gets things that people want at the camp counts at the exactly. camp. He's like, "Hey, I got your rubbers right here. I got your hustler right here. I got your Playboy." He's like, "Hey, did you get my rubbers?" And he's like, "Yeah, I got your rubbers right here." He's which is probably why everybody likes him. Because yeah. he's the guy who can get you things. Even the girls. The girls, there are yeah. no real outcast other than Alfred. Everybody here. They all I seem like, like a big group of friends. Like, yeah. I like this kind of dynamic between all everybody because they, they, you know, you have that guy who's kind of a bully, but other people don't necessarily, other than Alfred, who's the outcast spying on chicks yeah. in the shower. Nobody really but takes even shit from like anybody. A couple of girls said that they liked Alfred, which is weird. Like, nobody really takes shit from anybody here. No, Like, yeah. the bully the bully pushed what's-his-face in the water. Alfred in the water, and then... Was it Alfred that, when he pushed in the water? Yeah, because, yeah, you, he can't swim or whatever. Pushed Alfred in the water, and then they got back at him by shooting him in the ass with a BB. And even the girls kind of jumped in and, and like, pushed him in the water. Pushed yeah. Glazer. Glazer was his name, the bully. And pushed it's Glazer in the water. Such a bully name, too. And I was like, you know what? It's kind of working itself out here. The bully acts a certain way, and then it gets reciprocated by them getting back at him. I kind of like this dynamic, but it doesn't right. get too out of hand. No. Like I said, they're just like a giant group of friends at this camp. Not to mention, I, I put a little bit later, the universe kind of has a way of working itself out because Glazer's a bully, but he's also a two-pump chump. Right. <laughs> he is a premature oh. ejaculator who like was trying to get with this girl the entire movie and then two thrusts and he was over and he's like yeah sorry about that 
Yeah, she looked so unimpressed and just kind of annoyed. Like, oh, okay. like, dude, you've been spending the last day and a half, like, begging this girl to sleep with you, basically dry humping her leg the entire movie, and then she finally is giving it to you, and you're like, ugh. I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. That's but rough. We should probably talk about Cropsy, though. <laughs> I just, I just enjoy talking about these the actual kids, but Cropsy. You can tell that this one had a little bit of a better budget because we saw the actual kills in a little bit more detail as compared to Madman. Actually, I think Madman might have had a bigger budget. Really? You might have to look that up. See if you can find the budget between those two. Okay, so Madman had a budget of 350000 Okay. Okay. But it made $1.3 million in the box office. Okay, so it made its money back. Uh, I'm not seeing anything for budget for the burning, but it only made seven hundred thousand in the box office. But it, they they went a little bit more in on the prosthetics and practical. Okay, effects. so uh, the burning had a budget of one point five million. I kind of figured that it would because we saw yeah. like actual shears going into people. We saw slicing and and blood squirting out of the head. So they spent a little bit more time on the actual blood and gore of it yeah i'm actually kind of surprised that madman did better in the box office how much money did burning make uh the burning made uh seven hundred thousand so it made the amount that the madman cost no uh madman's budget was only three hundred fifty thousand. Oh, i thought it was so seven. yeah so that's weird doubled, man yeah madman's budget because i've heard of cropsy more than i heard of madman and like if you look at the ratings the burning gets better ratings too so from like IMDb and uh, Rotten Tomatoes. But to sum up how the end of the burning happens, turns out that the camp counselor who was going for going to bat for Alfred was one of the kids who burned Cropsy when he himself was in that camp years earlier, which I thought was an interesting twist. Which because- I think I kind of, you understand why he's so willing to like, be nice to even like the weird kid that made sense because because he, he doesn't want to be that yeah he's he doesn't want to be that asshole counselor that kid but i didn't see that coming i just thought that it was cropsy haunting his old his old camp i just thought okay, he was, I was yeah i was surprised by that too i was like oh so right. not only was it a neat little ending but they kind of threw in a little twist i was like oh that's pretty cool that kind of it kind of makes a little bit more sense now yeah So we talked about Madman and we talked about the burning. Let's compare these two. I'll ask you first, although I think I might know the answer. Which one did you prefer? Okay, so I preferred the burning over Madman. But I think Madman Marks is a better villain than Cropsy. See, it, it depends how you go. I like the burning better, too. I think the characters were a lot more interesting because when we focused on the on the kids, you had a little bit more variety of how these I love the interactions between these kids. Yeah, whereas I like in, the acting was better, too. Whereas in Madman, all the camp counselors were were corny, horny and just cheesy. Yeah. Which, you know, the so were the teens a little bit but they actually felt like actual teenagers Teenagers. yeah the way they talked with each other they 
felt like, all right, they snuck, you know, porno mags and condoms and smoke cigarettes. And it was just very interesting. I, I enjoyed, you know, if anything, if there if this wasn't a horror movie, if this if this was rewritten to be like a drama or a coming of age tale between like friends and counselors at a camp or something like that, I'd be interested in it because the kids were very interesting to watch. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think The Burning was the better movie. It just Madman, I thought was like if we were to pit, shit. if we were to pit like these two villains against each other, Madman Mark Mars would fuck Cropsy up. Yes, no question he's got it. them big, strong farm hands that used to throwing bales of hay around and yeah. plowing the fields, and he, you know, can lift up people with one arm. He was able to lift that axe out of that tree stump that nobody else yeah. could lift out of. Yeah, and the, I mean, plus he showed a variety of different ways of killing people that you really didn't get from Cropsy. So, plus we had mentioned the the music. Burning did what I wanted in Madman, in which they didn't overuse the music. They let a lot of stuff remain silent. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm trying to think. We didn't really see the first. We had a couple of fake out scares where the first one being when they're playing baseball and one of the girls goes out into the woods to try to find the baseball and you see the shears and you think that Cropsy is about to kill her, but no. And then in later on, uh, one of the dudes is in the cabin and you hear the building musical tension. And then it turns out that it, it's a, just one of the counselors. It used its music and atmosphere to better effect than I think that madman did yeah i definitely agree with that like, but it kind of goes to what i think that madman did a little bit better it, it well it kind of it kind of depends do you like an urban legend in which we understand why the killer is doing what he's doing or do you like an urban legend in which it's like they're just here to kill and there's no reason why he just he just here to kill because that's what madman was he was just he's a guy whose spirit roams this place and he just kills people who say his name whereas burning we're like all right we kind of understand where he's coming from he got his entire body burnt up and he's very much like freddy krueger coming back to exact revenge yeah. i think it's a little bit more intriguing to have a killer that you don't really know his motives that he's just killing people sometimes i mean i kind well, of agree I, with that that's yeah. what i kind of liked a little bit with madman is just you know what but um, sometimes it's situational you know it is, but I will say that I just kind of like unknown background. It's just, you know what? This guy is just a drunk. Well, actually, both both urban legends say that the monster man is a, was a drunk, abusive person. Right. So maybe maybe they're not really like maybe they're just drunk the whole time. I don't oh, know. Yeah. That's why they're going on these rampages. They're just drunk. Could be. I mean, the first person that Madman kills is a super drunk counselor person. Oh, the one who was pat uh, well, it was passed out with a bottle of, I guess, looked like Jack Daniels or something on him. Yeah, and she's like, this one's empty. He's like, uh, I'm going to have to get another. And then he goes and he gets killed. Madman offed him like Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where he just came out of nowhere. It was like, bam, no nonsense, just you did. I think that was like well, one of two scenes that Counselor had, too, because no one really, he didn't really have any lines before that either. No, he didn't. Now, what did you think of both endings of how they left it? Uh, I mean, felt like they were both like left open for sequels. Mm -hmm. So I mean, because they said like... that they never found Cropsy's body, and yeah, Madman just we just saw him, the place start to burn down, and him just kind of I guess go off. Yeah, so I feel like neither one had a, like a definitive ending, or like had like a 
I feel like in the burning, you have the, the counselor, like the final guy, have a more definitive victory over him mm-hmm. than he did in Madman, you know? Because yeah, in Madman, none of the counselors survived except for like Mac, the guy who ran the camp. Mm-hmm. That's only because he didn't see Headman March at all. So before we get to our ratings for both of these, did you have a particular kill that you enjoyed? Or instead of kill of the movie, kill of the verses? Yes. Mine was TP getting hung by a tree. I can't take his name seriously. No. But I was, I was also like, oh, TP's TPing the tree. TP, yeah, TP, haha, TP's hanging from the tree. So I was like, oh, that's cool. And it was like an unexpected kill. Like, I didn't expect anybody to get hung in either one of these movies, you know? Mm-hmm. In the back what of my mind, you? every time he kept, they kept saying his name, I said, is your name TP because your acting is so ass? Probably. My kill was Karen from The Burning. Okay. Because I sympathize with anybody who gets killed while they're bare-ass naked. And that actress had to probably be walking around in the woods butt naked for quite a while. Ever since she went to do the skinny dip scene all the way to the actual kill scene, that woman was walking around in the woods, topless at least, but at some point completely naked for quite a while. That had to be an awkward scene to film. Yeah. So I gave that to her. A, just because I hate the idea of just your butt naked. You're very, it's kind of like also getting killed on the toilet. You're just at yeah, your you're most very vulnerable. vulnerable. Yeah. And, and then she got her throat slit and it's just a sucky way to go out. Yeah. Definitely agree with you on that. All right. So what ratings are you giving these movies? I surprisingly. All right. So in terms of a slasher, I'm going to break it down like this. I like the idea of Mad Men Mars a little bit better than the idea of Cropsey, just as an urban legend. I like right. the characters better in The Burning, better than the characters in Madman. Okay. And I thought that the kills were better in Burning than they were in Madman. Madman, out of 10, I would say, gets about six, about a six. Burning, okay. I would give about a seven and a half to eight because I thought the characters were very enjoyable to watch. All right. All right. So six to Madman or mad. Yeah. Madman and seven and a half to the burning. Okay. For me, I would say with Madman, I feel like it's pretty average. So I'm going to give it a five. Mm-hmm. And then with the burning, I was thinking giving it a six, but I'm gonna give it a six point five because George Costanza. George Costanza amazing. definitely made it get made me go from a seven to a seven and a half. Yeah, like he's worth half a point just in this movie with how good he was. Just well, how good he was, and he's just a very very likable presence on screen that everybody likes him. And there's a reason the way he talks with everybody, you can tell that he has like a rapport with everybody, even yeah. to the point where the bully doesn't like bully him. He just he lets Jason Alexander talk to him just like a regular dude. Right. Like if anyone else in the camp talked to the boy the way Jason Alexander would, he'd probably, you know, be like, oh, I'm going to beat you up. Yeah, kick his ass. Yeah. So I guess we kind of lean on the same side of this. So in this versus yeah. the burning winds, the burning winds between between Madman and the burning. Yeah, burning. yeah. This was fun. And we should do a couple more of these. Yeah, th- this was a lot of fun. So, uh, if you guys listening have any suggestions, make sure to hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. 
thanks again to the horror demon for suggesting that we do this and this one was a special yeah. one just for them because he reached out they reached out yeah but, but yeah this is a lot of fun to do yeah if, and we'll we'll put together any two movies yeah we need excuses to any excuse to watch horror movies and then just break them down i don't need any kind of persuasion yeah. i'll just do it like they don't even have to be similar you no. could be like hey do, do bright versus- at chucky and uh American Werewolf of London. <laughs> right. But let us know what you thought of this special episode, and we'll put out some more. In the meantime, we'll just be putting out our regular our regular podcasts every Tuesday as usual. And some more bonus one will hopefully be coming y'all's way. All right, everybody. Have a good day. Take it easy, everybody. <laughs>